Oh, good. Well, welcome to all the 9 a.m.ers. You guys are hardcore. Or else, uh, you know, school holidays and the kids are just getting up earlier and earlier and earlier. And you just got here, so it's all good. Well, uh, I want to, as, as you saw, it's, and uh, I want to, um, in the in the top five or top four or whatever it was, what? Oh, there we go. Generosity. I'm I'm actually not starting this series this morning, but it's great. I can now just leave that up there for a minute because really. Where when we're talking about generosity, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say generosity? You automatically think finances. Because most people, if, you, if that was the first thing that came to your mind, just shoot your hand up. You can wave at me this morning. As most of the time, when we say generosity, we think finances. And uh, and next week, next week, I'm actually going to start a series. This is the entree this morning. Uh, to this series called Generosity. And really what the Lord's been laying on my heart is, is how are we really going to reach a city? How, how can we as a church reach a, reach a city for Jesus? Now that's a, that's a big task, but it can happen in, the, it happened in the Bible because Nineveh was a city of 120,000. Dunedin is a city of around 120,000. And it just took the Word of God. It just took someone obeying and taking and the message that God had given them to say, and and here's the thing: is uh, the problem is we love walking in some in a direction, but we all know that Jonah walked in the opposite direction. But then when he started walking in the right direction, where jo- where the Lord had told him to go, a city was saved for Jesus. Now the thing is, though, I want to I want to do an entree to our generosity series. Uh, this morning, because I want to talk about tithing, because tithing is not generous, and, and it's the foundation of 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 our, our finances. But tithing is not generous, and so before we get into generosity, and by the way, we're going when it comes to this generosity series, it's not just about finances. It's about our time. It's about our treasure. It's about our talent. It's about our faith. It's about our words. It's about so much more than just finances. But but before we can get into a space of generosity, and finances is gonna like we're gonna talk about money in there a little bit. And, and 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 this is not this is this is there. This series is going to be there to encourage us and and stir us. And then it's not there at the end of the series. We're not taking up our annual miracle offering, or it might be by the time we get there. But it's not designed to be a prelude into stirring us to an emotional state, so that we emotionally give, and that then there's a big large number. Of finances, that's not what they're not the desire of my heart as pastor of the church. So what I'm what I'm believing for in this generosity series is that we'll stir our faith to get to a point where we can be so more generous with our entire life, over our entire life, not just our finances. 
And so going from there. And so this morning, I, I, I want to just, you know, when it comes to tithing, we're pretty relaxed on it. As a church, we totally believe in it as a principle. Uh, we can be relaxed in it. We don't even pass buckets in church anymore. And we haven't passed buckets, I don't know, for however many years. Uh, that, I mean, we passed buckets a little bit while we were here first as a church, but uh, when Desiree and I came here, but before that in Masterton, before we came here, we didn't pass buckets in the church for I don't, I don't know how long. So it's real, it's real uncommon, uncommon as, as us as leaders to be in an environment where we pass buckets because tithing is one of those things that it's just, just what we do. It's one of those things that I organize. It's one of those things that I, I plan out because I want to honor God. And so this message this morning is, is titled, I've titled it this, because when we talk about tithing, you, you know, you can do talk about stuff. And, and, I, and I pray that you get my heart in this. I pray that it comes underneath you. And I pray that you take a, a step of faith. If you're already tithing, praise the Lord. I want to encourage you to continue to step out in faith this morning and, and, and believe for God, for blessing on your life. But the title of my message or this message this morning is Why I Tithe. So this is why I tithe. And I pray that out of my testimonies, out of why I tithe, that you this morning would, uh, would encounter some of that passion, would encounter some of that um, belief that I have, faith that I have in tithing, so that you can go and outwork this. I, I totally believe uh, when it comes to tithing, it's not about finances for the church. It's so much about you being blessed in your own personal life. And, and as a pastor, my whole, my whole everything uh, is about asking you, how are you doing? How, how, how's life with you? And in fact, a friend of mine texted me this week and says, you always ask people, how are you doing? And so I'm replying to you, and he, and he sent me a text message back, and he asked me, so, so how are you doing? And I was like, oh, okay. Do I need to be honest here? No. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, as a part, we're all about coming underneath people. And the Bible says about shepherding our flock. If, if this is a direction that we believe that the flock should go, it's going to bring nutrition. It's going to bring blessing. It's going to bring uh, a favor on their life. We'll, we'll teach and we'll take people that place. Uh, if it's not, if it's not a place that we'll t- um, is going to bring life and destruction, we'll lead you away from it. And so this morning, as I share a few things about why I tithe, I pray that you would open up your heart towards it. Amen. Awesome. Well, I want to start off with this scripture, this story. A lot of you will know this. It's about a story of a short man. Anyone who can guess? Uh, Let's go to Luke chapter 19. And it says this, when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus. You're like tithing Zacchaeus? Well, let's keep going. Uh, He was the tax, uh, anyway, uh, and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus into his house uh, in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be a guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek 
and to save those who are lost. Point number one is simply, uh, why do I tithe? Because Jesus saved my life. Jesus knows my name. Just I like this story. Jesus is walking along, and he looks up, and he sees Zacchaeus. He sees what, as he's described as a notorious sinner. He's described as, as someone who no one wants to hang out with. You know, when it comes to tithing, the simplicity of before absolutely anything that God would ask me to do is I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm saved by His blood. He has set me free from my sin. And so if someone has done so much for me, wouldn't I do what He asks of me? And so the foundation of anything in in your life, I pray, comes from the fact that it's by grace that we have been saved from, from eternal separation with Christ. But now we can live with Christ because of the blood of Jesus that sets us free. I pray this morning that you are saved. I pray that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because that's the foundation of stepping forward in anything in your life. Even if it's not even about tithing, maybe you have to step into the, the barrel of forgiveness. Well, how do I do this? Well, the foundation is Jesus forgave me so I can forgive others. Maybe you've got to step into the, into the, into the barrel or the area of joy this morning. And you're like, oh, I'm just not feeling like it. I've had one week of school holidays. Come to my house, I'll show you joy. <laughs> not like that at all. But it was for the joy set before the Lord that he endured the cross. And so again, the base of our foundation leads us into any area that we're trying to be, uh, that, that, that God's leading us through. And when it comes to Zacchaeus, you know, just with everyone in this room, I pray that you know he knows you by name. And he says, and he goes, I want to be a guest in your house tonight. Jesus wants to be a guest in your home. And when I know that Jesus wants to be a guest in my home, man, I, I'm, man, I'm going to get out the prime steaks. Anyone else? Who wants to be a guest in my home? There's a few of you now. That's right. Um, but Jesus says he wants to be a guest in his home. When it comes to tithing, I'll give everything to God. We'll host, I'll host him with absolutely everything. Nothing that I have is my own anyway, because I am who I am only by the grace of God. He has given us absolutely everything. He's given us our talent. You might think you're awesome. You're, you're only awesome because Jesus gave you that talent. Right. Amen. I pray this is not harsh this morning, but you're all awesome. You're all fantastic. God's created you exactly how he wanted you. Uh, but there's areas in our life that we're challenged on. And so the first thing, I've got 10 points, so I better keep going. Because uh, when I was like writing this message, I was like, why do I tithe? And I just had to keep writing things down. And I keep writing things down. So you're lucky that you're only getting 10 this morning. Um, he died for me, for my sins. And so yeah, I'll do anything. I'll give anything for what Jesus has paid the ultimate price for. Point number two. Everyone say, praise the Lord, they're going this quick. Hey, not that. <laughs> Quiet down there. <laughs> um, Acts chapter 21, verse 35. 
This is Paul talking in Acts, but he says this, remember the words of Jesus. He says, as Paul reached the stairs, the mob grew so violent and soldiers had to lift him to their shoulders to protect him. That's not the right scripture. (laughs) I haven't written it down or given the guys the wrong one. Let me get it for you. Here we go. Acts chapter 20. That's what it was. He says this, You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. Well, I like that scripture because if we look at the word blessed and, and we look at it in the, in the Greek uh, uh, definition, uh, uh, the Greek word is called makorios. I don't know if I pronounced that exactly right. But it says this is more blessed to give than to receive. It actually is, the word blessed means happy. Amen. Yeah. Happy. Who wants to have a happy life? Who wants to live with a joy in their heart? I, I do. And here's the thing I've learned as a, as a dad and as a husband, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Uh, you know, I, I love giving my kids or I love, you know, bringing some shoes home for my wife or who knows that was a right out lie right there. If I bought a pair of shoes home for my wife, what, that just no, I love letting her go to the shoe shop. Uh, it brings excitement. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I just get the wrong shoes. In fact, I did bear, pe- bought a pair of shoes home from London, but that's because she'd sent me the email link and I just had to go in and pick them up, basically. I didn't choose them. But it is it's so more blessed to give than it is to receive. I love tithing because I get to give. And, and even though, I, I, as we learn, tithing is actually returning, not giving. But it's just something inside of you, you're giving. And, and so, you know, I want you to know that I tithe this morning. Why? Because I want to be happy. And in fact, there's been times where I've been sad. Don't, don't say, oh. But, uh, but I've just had to go out and I've had to do something and bless someone because it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And so who knows Michael Jones? Michael Jones is a great all black back in the, must have been the 80s. Give me a nod, some of the rugby guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he was interviewed once and, and uh uh, they, they just they uh, they interviewed a whole lot of different rugby players and they said, "Who's the person that you most l- dislike being tackled from?" And everyone said Michael Jones. And then Michael Jones is this is your life. They said, "You know why do you tackle so hard?" And he, and Michael Jones says, "The Bible says it's better to give than receive." <laughs> and I reckon when uh, we can in rug- rugby that is so true. It's more blessed to give than to receive a hard tackle. But the Bible says it's more blessed to give than receive. I tithe because I want to be happy. I tithe because I want to live a blessed life. Number three, why I tithe. is very simply the Scripture tells me to. When it comes to the Bible, when it comes to the Scriptures, we've got to take the entirety of the Bible. We want to take everything in it. There's there's things that I don't like in there, but it doesn't mean I can't. I don't. I don't have to do them. It's like that person's annoyed me. I think they're that, whatever. Now the Bible says forgive. But 
We've got to take the whole Bible and the entirety. And so when the Bible tells us that we need to tithe, when we need to give to God, then, then I'm going to do it. It's simply that. I'm going to put my faith and my, my trust in the Word of God. If, if I get it wrong and I get to heaven and the Lord says, well, hey, what I was actually meaning, I'm like, okay, sorry. But when it comes to this, I would rather have got this Scripture right than wrong. Because if I get it wrong, the, the consequences of it, minimal. Get it right, the consequences of it is phenomenal blessed life. And so when it comes to the Word of God, why I tithe? Simply because the Bible says it. And we started tithing. Um, uh, or, um, we tithe when we were younger, but when we, before we got married. But as a couple, Desiree and I tithe uh, every single paycheck without fail. It's an automatic payment, comes in, we address it. We, oh, we don't address it. We don't send checks. We we. We automatic payment it without fail. We tithe. Why? Because we want to bless. We be, want to be blessed by God. And so why the Bible tells us to. And so simply, my point number three is the Bible says to. The Bible says to do something, I'm going to do it. As much as sometimes how it can be hard, how you have to figure things out, how you have to do this, how you have to do this, it's a chance and opportunity for faith to build in our heart. And so... When it comes to tithing, I'm going to tithe simply because the Scripture tells me to. Amen. Let's go to Malachi chapter 10, verses 6 to 12. It says this, and this is a very uh, well-known chapter when we're talking about tithing. It says this, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances. And have not kept them, says this, return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings, is the Lord's reply. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that I may be, uh, may be, that there, sorry, may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will be no, not, there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that uh, he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. When it comes to the Bible, it says, return to the Lord what's his. And so... When I, when, when I say I'm going to tithe, it's because the Lord tells me to tithe. It's very clear. He says that we've missed them, that, that he was talking to the Israelites saying, hey, you've, you've, you've gone away from me. And they're like, okay, well, where have we gone away from you? He goes, you've gone away from me in tithes and offerings. But then I love the grace of the Lord. He says, if you return to me, I'll return to you. Praise the Lord. Isn't that good? This morning. When, you, when we return to the Lord, He's always going to return to us. And so when, when the Scripture tells me to, I'm going to do it. 
I'm going to put my trust and my faith in God. Because as we read through that scripture, there's so many awesome things attached to tithing. And so I pray this morning that you're, you're, you're receiving this in, as an encouragement. The number four, why I tithe, is in verse 11 of Malachi. If we can put that up there. It says this, he rebukes the devourer. Amen. I'll just, if we get, oh, they'll get it up there in a minute. But it says that he rebukes the devourer. I don't know about you, but you can, you can spend a whole lot of money on an alarm system for your house. Or you could get private security. Anyone got private security here? No, nah, there's not really a need for it, is there? But anyway, just throwing it out there as examples. We can do all that we want. Maybe, maybe you've got investment insurance or, or anything like that. I, I don't know. But this, the Word of God says this. It says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your grounds. I stand on that promise. That is a promise from God. When it comes to tithing, I hold the Lord to this, this Scripture all the time. I say, Lord, I'm believing I'm going to walk in favor. Why? Because your word says that you're going to rebuke the devourer. You're going to hold the devil back off my life. There's not going to be, sometimes there's going to be times when I'm going to have to go through some stuff and I'm going to be challenged and I'm going to learn some stuff through the Bible. But when it comes to tithing, I know I can put a demand on God when it's, no, Lord, my, in my finances, it's going to be blessed. Because your word says you're going to rebuke the devourer, you're going to hold it back. Man, tonight, I'm going to do a similar message, but I've got testimony after testimony after testimony. We were in London, and we were there serving. And as some of you will know, that the Lord said to Pastor Bruce, I want you to go back and plant a church and uh, not plant a church, uh, lead a church in Masterton. It was a small church of about 65 people, and we'd never done it before. And we were just uh, all like, what do we do? And he said, we'll go to Bible college for six months. And Desiree was pregnant with Jacob and about to, like, I think we had three months to go. And uh, we're there, and we had to live in Auckland. And I'm studying. She's not working. Auckland. Yeah, Hannah knows about this. Now, how do you live in one of the most expensive cities in New Z- in the world, and 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 go to Bible college and no income coming in? And we're like, what do we do, God? But man, man, the blessings, the how how the Lord has has just blessed us and he's he's held thing held the devourer back where, you know, just uh, we we got a house and and in Auckland for a hundred dollars a week. It included power, phone, internet, and a car. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Such a blessing. The Lord's never gonna hold you down. And and you know, every night I pray over my kids. I said, Lord, every single morning my kids are gonna wake up healthy and fit. To serve you in your kingdom, I Lord, I say, Lord, rebuke the devourer off their life. If they ever are sick, I pray that same prayer every night. You know, I've got probably an eighty-five percent hit rate where they wake up in the morning, absolutely perfect. Why? Because I put a demand on what. This is why I tithe. I tithe because there's a promise in tithing when it comes to rebuking the devourer. Cool.
Awesome. Number five, I better hurry up. Number five says this, the windows of heaven will open up over your life. And I got ahead of myself just before about that testimony in Auckland. But so the windows of heaven will open up over your life. He will pour out a blessing over you so much that you cannot handle it. Ah, man, that's a promise I want to participate in. That's a promise that I believe in. I love the, you know, as I said, we went to Bible college. The Lord gave us a house for $100 a week and included, you know, rent, power, phone, internet, and a car. And here's the next thing. Someone sponsored us $100 a week for six months. Amen. The whole thing was free. And we just turned up, and and God was just amazing, and 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 and, and, and to do Bible college, it was it was, it was about three thousand dollars. Who wants their to, who who wants their uh, fees sponsored? Uh, well, we got our fees sponsored. Again, just a blessing. The windows of heaven open up. And in fact, we were coming back, and and. Uh, this is the great part about it, because uh, who who's who likes long haul flights? Not many people. There's a few, but uh, I think you'd like long haul flights if you were in first class, though. Who would like long haul flights? Yeah, there we go. See, I'm praying, and Desiree's got three months to go uh, before she delivers Jacob, and she's just got this little tummy, and. Uh, and I'm like, oh no, I need to make sure she gets, she's not going to go in economy. I'm not putting her in an economy because that's the nice guy that I am. And, and uh, it's like, I got to make sure she gets, you know, upgraded. Oh, I'm, I'm not thinking about that last episode. All right. Anyway, I got upgraded. She didn't. Oh, sorry. Anyway. Uh, but, uh, but in this case, in this case, uh, we were in not economy. We were we were booked in premium economy, so sort of like the business class thing and that. And then I was we were standing in line, and there was a guy who was in my e group uh, a couple of years earlier. He was one of those guys that you just had to persevere with. He just had to work really hard with, and in the end, church wasn't good enough for him, and he left and all that sort of stuff. But he was standing in line, and he was dressed in the uniform, you know, the Air New Zealand uniform. I'm like, this could be good. And so uh, I made sure that he saw me, sort of bumped into him. Oh, hey, how's it going? He's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Are you on this flight? I sure am. <laughs> Have you got anything to do on this flight? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking after... Um, uh, the first class cabin. I'm like, really? <laughs> and he's like, where are you seated? And he, I showed him the tickets. He goes, don't get comfortable. And I'm like, oh, sure. This, I, know, I know his reputation. I dealt with him for a few years and all that. So Desiree and I are sitting in our premium economy. We're like, should we get unpacked? Should we? And uh, we're sitting there and we've been there for a little while. And then we get this person come up to us and say, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Levy were like, yes. <laughs> You're in the wrong seats. We're like, we are. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, he says, oh, please come with us. And so we go back down the stairs and uh, into the front of the aircraft. And there's these beautiful seats in first class. And uh, it was so good. You could lie down. And Desiree slept. I was too excited. 
I don't. I, I lay down, but I just watch the TV and all that. But talking about the windows of heaven being opened over your life, you know, just just little blessings after blessings after blessing after blessing. You can. Ex- I expect that from tithing. I, I just expect it. I, I you know, I just. I'm not. I'm not anticip- I'm just just like ah. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. Is probably a better way. I, I, don't, I love getting surprised by God, but I'm like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you want to pour out the windows of heaven over us. And, you know, and so many, 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 many testimonies uh, come from why I tithe. He will open up the windows of heaven over your life. Number six, it builds my faith. Matthew chapter 6, verse 32, if we can go there. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all you need. I should have given you a little bit of a preload to this. This is, this is in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, and where the Lord is talking about not to worry about finances and, and not to worry about all the food that you need to eat and all that sort of stuff, because it cons- consumes the thoughts of who? Unbelievers. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. If you're an unbeliever in tithing this morning, ouch. It's a little bit harsh, isn't it? But, but let's be honest. There is an honest struggle there sometimes. I pray this morning faith is going to be stirred in your heart. I don't want you just to do this because, oh, this is what, blah, blah, blah. I pray that, you know, there's faith stirring. I tithe because I have faith in Christ. It builds my faith. I don't want to, I don't want to, and if I can build my faith in finances, then I can build my faith through this and other areas of my life. Right now, I'm, I've, I've got faith for finances. I've got faith for, for areas in my own personal life. But there's some stuff that I'm struggling with, some stuff that I'm believing God to come through with. But I know because I've got faith and belief in this area. I can take some of that and put it in this area, and God can stir my heart in it. And so I pray that it stirs your heart. Um, let's go for First Timothy chapter six, verses nine to ten, as well. So there's a heap of scripture this morning because that's what it's all based on. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish, harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people, uh, and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. That's it. Isn't that an amazing scripture right there? Uh, when it comes to finances, because there's so much in it. Let's think, take the first part. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation. See, when money or controls our life, there's an opportunity for us to fall into temptation. One of the things I love about this was we can trust God with our entire life. We can give God our best. We can give God our, our finances and, 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 and not have that, that stronghold of money over our life. But the great thing about this is if I can, if I can come to the place and the position of bringing my tithe into the storehouse and, and, and trust God with it, He will help me not be led into temptation in other areas. I think that's amazing, the Scripture, because there's, uh, do you know what I mean? I hope you, I hope you do. It, it builds my faith. 
I'm like, God, I can get a breakthrough in this area. I can get a breakthrough in this year. I can get a breakthrough in this year area. We can we can trust God into it. You know, a lot of people have preached on 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 this. It says for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. People get that mixed up around the wrong way. People think that the money is the root of all kind of evil. No, it's the love of money. If if you don't have freedom in your finances, you you're not going to step into uh, freedom in other areas of your life. And so it goes on. So I pray that your trust is built. And that's why I tithe, I trust God in different areas of my life. What about obedience in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9? It goes, this, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then you will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. Or good wine. Again, you know, when it comes to obedience, I trust the Word of God. I'm going to honor God with the first of everything that I bring in, and I believe in Him. Awesome. Number, what number are we up to? Eight, seven. I'm going to miss seven. I'm going to go to eight, but you can make it seven. Shows me where my heart is. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 20, in the New King James. Where your treasure is, there your heart is. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself. Can we write there? (laughs) For yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal it. Where my treasure is there, my heart is. When it comes to the church, the church is everything. As it says in Ephesians, which is that next scripture, we can put that one up. God's purpose in all his ways is to use the church to display his wisdom, its rich variety to all unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Obedience. When it, where my treasure is there is my heart. I believe in the local church so much. If, if I didn't, I don't know if I'd be doing what I'm doing. I love the local church. Uh, one of, it's, it's, it's such an honor to encourage, to, to lead, to, uh, to, to pray for people, to see them go on to, and step into the fullness and the call of God that is on their life. And, and when the Bible, when, why I tithe is I tithe because I believe in the local church. When it says in Malachi chapter 3, it says to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. I'm going to bring my whole tithe into the storehouse because I have a heart for the church and because I believe in the church. But the problem is we can get offended with the church and we can, we can be unimpressed or, or pastor didn't preach a very good sermon this morning or, or, or anything like that or something's done this or that. No, the church is full of all of us and all of us have to learn how to be the church. And, and, and when, when the word of the Lord says to bring the tithe into the storehouse, I'm going to bring my tithe into the storehouse. I don't, I don't, you know, I, my, why, when, when the Bible says to bring the whole tithe, tithe means tenth. Desiree and I bring our whole tithe, our tenth, 10% goes into the storehouse. 
We don't separate it. We don't go 2% here, 8% here, or whatever. We go 10% into the storehouse because, remember, it says, return to me. The Lord says, return to me, and I'll return to him. We've got to give it. It's God's anyway. And so we, we do that. If we want to be blessing on the other outside of that, that's where generosity starts coming in. Uh, if, if we want to we wanna bless someone or, or, or if we want to uh, sponsor someone to go somewhere, that is on top of, uh, it's over and above, uh, out, of our, out of our worlds. And so it shows me where my heart is when I tithe. Because where my treasure is, there is my heart. And in fact, you, you, I've often seen people who get upset with the church. The first thing to stop is their tithe. I've seen it before. I've seen, we had someone in our church, uh, it was a master, and they were a key leader, and they were very generous people. But then they got offended, and you just saw everything just slowly, and their heart was getting away. But I choose to put my, my treasure into the church because where my treasure is, there my heart is. And, you know, if you want a heart for something, put treasure in it. You're like, oh, how do I, you know, you want to start this mission or something like that. If you want a heart for something, put treasure in, into it. Amen? Awesome. Let's get the music team. Otherwise, we won't finish. Why I tithe number eight, and I've talked about it a little bit already, is I believe in the storehouse. I believe in the church. I believe in you. Do you believe in you? I, I pray that everything that we do as a church is there to, to, to lift up and build. Our vision as leaders of the church is that God is, has uh, such a privilege. But the vision of the church, what did we do when we first got our, our heart in the storehouse? We, we, we made a parents' room. Because our vision is to be a, a church that serves families, it serves generations. And we, we noticed that there wasn't a lot of families here and, and a lot of kids' facilities. And so what did we want to do first? We, we made our parents' room. In fact, again, we wanted our parents' room to be even better and better. And so we've now just upgraded our camera facilities so it's not just a wide shot of church, but there's a, there's a good camera at the back and someone's operating it. And it looks like someone's actually more... Why? Why? Because we want the people in the parents' room to be engaged with what's going on in church. It's not just turning up and babysitting because you could do that at home. But we want every person to feel important and every person to feel valued. And so we started off with the parents' room and then we went from a parents' room. Well, like, how do I make a how do I make the kids' areas better? And so we knocked out a few walls and we 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 redecorated the, the kids' areas and we we were like, Well, who's the who's the best of the best? Who can we get in there to give us information and how to do kids better and how to do kids uh, creation, all that sort of stuff. And, and that's where Jill was involved and has turned it into a phenomenal, phenomenal experience out there for the little ones. And, and then we, we moved from the little ones into, into the kids area. And, you know, we had so much rubbish and stuff in the garage and the garage was bigger than the church, kids church areas. It's like, we've got to clean this stuff out and make a big area. And, and we were able to do that, and, and, and kids has now got a bigger space. And, 
And in fact, kids need a, now another bigger space. Praise the Lord. But what am I saying? Why am I saying this? Is because we have a heart for the house. We have a heart for the church of Jesus Christ. We're, you know, and this is no disrespect to anyone, but we got labeled as a student church. And I'm okay to have students. I love students. They're cool. But they disappear for a quarter of the year. I'm like, what are we going to do for the other quarter of the year? I'm not going on holiday. But no, we're a church that reaches Dunedin City. And so what do we need to do to reach Dunedin City? And so we started with the, the youngest of the youngest to the, the slightly younger and the slightly older. And then we're getting an intermediate program started up. We're getting youth stuff started up. We've got young adult stuff started up. We've got great family uh, e-group, connect groups started up. And even further as a church, why do I tell you all this? Why? It's because I tithe because I believe in the church. And the church has to function. So the Bible says that there'll be more than enough when we bring the tithe into the storehouse. More than enough for what? Vision. Vision for a parents' room that costs I don't know how much money. Well, I do, but it's a long time ago now. Vision for the creche area, which we upgraded with new carpets and new vinyl on the floors and new toys and all that. And vision to rebuild the kids' areas and put new gear out there and let them blow up speakers and put new speakers out there and all that sort of stuff. It's all fun, fun and games. We've got a vision for in here. But we've got vision for Dunedin City. And out of the church... Because the church is going to come from a place of strength, not a place of strain. And out of the church, we will reach Dunedin City. Amen? So I tithe because I believe in the local church. And I'm going to finish there. And why don't we stand this morning? Really, the only response and the only place that I can lead us into now is is to just say, where are you at with tithing? Where are you at bet- between you and God? It's, it's not you and me because I do care if you tithe because I care if you're going to step into the, and open the door to so many promises and blessings. And so as a pastor, I'm like going, well, we've got to talk on this stuff. We've got to preach on this stuff. Why? Because I want you to be led into ultimate freedom an ultimate blessing and favor. But you'll only do that when you, only, when you have your personal revelation. You'll only do that when you say, Lord, where am I at with this? How do I follow and how do I trust you? How do I obey? How can I step into this area of faith in my finances? How do I not let the worry and the thoughts of finances consume me, but... How can I honor your word? That's, that's the questions maybe that you could be asking between you and God. Not, and, and then it's up to you and God to figure out how you can step out in faith with that. And I'm not going to suggest anything. But I want you to trust God. And so just 
for a minute, why don't you, I'm going to give you the opportunity just to let the Holy Spirit minister and, and talk with you.